All right, welcome to the Peyton Years, your home for Oregon State men's basketball, the only podcast in existence dedicated solely to Oregon State men's basketball. I'm your host, Andy. As always, I'm joined by my friend, Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? Oh, I, you know, I'm doing, I guess, as well as I can be doing after after the night we had last night, Andy. It's a beautiful day out. Uh, it's uh, It's been a nice International Women's Day so far, and I think we've got a good episode planned for everybody. We do indeed. Do you want to tell the audience about our special guest? Yeah, and, and Ashton Batuso, our first women's guest. So it's fitting um, that it happens as we recorded it today. But we've been trying to make this happen for a long time. She is uh, in demand, as they say, in the biz. And uh, so, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Definitely. We'll be talking to Ashton about all things Beaver related. We'll be um, going over the Civil War game. But first, and looking ahead to our uh, matchup with UCLA in the tournament, but first, as always, the Oregon State fight song. Here we go. Um, I just want to take a second to apologize for all the traffic accidents that I know I just caused from all the Beaver fans closing their eyes and gripping the steering wheels tight and trying to lean into the music after the Civil War game. We've put that disclaimer before. Pull over, you know, don't do the, don't listen to that while you're operating a motorized vehicle or machinery or anything like that, because we know how it goes. We know how it goes. Um, Oregon State took on U of O last night in the last game of the regular season. Huge implications on the line. Uh, if Oregon State beat University of Oregon, they would stop the Ducks from winning their second consecutive regular season title. That did not happen. Oregon State lost 80-67. to 67. Um, Sam, what are your thoughts on the game? First and foremost, I hated it. <laughs> uh, with that out of the way, it's it's hard to to lose a game where you take 23 threes and make 15 of them. And um that was the difference. They the Beavers after the first 8 minutes or so when they were down 26-10, I thought played fine to even well at points, but yeah, I mean the game was lost at that point. I, I that it hit 26 to 10 with about 11 minutes left in the first half, something like that. And from that point on, the Beavers outscored the Ducks by three points. It's, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll tag along with what you're saying. You can't win a game when the opposing team shoots 65% from the three-point line. That is what the Ducks shot, 15 for 23 from three. And any college team is going to win a game if they shoot 65% from three. Like, that's insane. And if you watch the game in person... It was it was infuriating, like you said, and just honestly insane to watch because everything they put up was a swish. Every and all five starters they had were hitting threes. Anyone who got it nailed a three. It was unbelievable. They only played seven guys, which I know they're still missing in Folly Dante, but that's insane uh, that they played that well um, going that deep. They made a three on average every three minutes, so I that's mean, maybe two possessions, three possessions they're going without making. Yeah, Will Richardson, who we mentioned uh, on the last episode, who's their Oak Hill point guard. Uh, you know, we have an Oak Hill guy, too. Shout out to Clue. But he's the Oak Hill point guard. He was hurt at the start of the season. Um, he's playing well. He had his career high in the first half for three-pointers. He had six three-pointers in the first half. So, like, 
Yeah, it was just it was raining. It was raining, raining, raining. And the 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 most positive thing you can say is thank goodness that didn't happen in a Pac-12 tournament game. I'm just glad that the Beavers, you know, didn't have to deal with the shooting performance like that in a postseason game. Yeah, that would have been even worse. Um, yeah, it was just it was a tough game. The Ducks really came out on fire. They were really focused. You could tell they were really hyped up. They were determined to win their title, and the energy was great from both sides. Like uh, we were texting in the group chat, I loved the chanting from both teams. Like it felt, and the announcers were even talking about it. It felt like there were sta- fans in the stands because of how loud both benches were being. I mean, the Beavers were doing union <laughs> or not union. Uh, in unison chants, standing up, they were stomping their feet, clapping their hands. Like it was a real energy in the in the stadium. They, the coaches, even you could tell, were trying to not get absorbed by it, but they were having trouble not just going nuts and chanting with their players. And yeah, it was awesome. And the Beavers, you know, after that initial punch, they took kind of matched Oregon's energy for a while and cut it to five. And then uh, I think they hit five threes in ninety seconds. Literally, yeah, it's. Bad. I mean, like you were saying, honestly, like the the stats, if you look at it from the game, are pretty much equal outside of shooting. Uh, Oregon made 11 free throws. Oregon State made 10. Both teams had 25 uh, rebounds. But Oregon had 18 assists. Oregon State had 15. We had they had four steals. We had five steals. They had 11 turnovers. We had 10 turnovers. It's like, but what stood out was 65% from three versus our 23% from three. And four of 17 for the Beavers, that's below average. And so we're not going to dismiss it all to that, that that's the only reason the Beavers lost. But I do think that they can take some confidence away that they can beat that team, that they had to play insanely well. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a negative loss or even a disheartening loss, even though it was very, very tough. Just frustrating more than anything, especially in the second half, which they they – it ended 31 to 31. I believe they tied him in the second half. Right. Get a couple baskets. Silva played well at the beginning of the half and just the stops never came. Yeah, it's just true. And I don't know this game. We're both talking about how it's close. I need to bring up a piece of beaver bias from Nick Dashel. And, you know, we love Nick on the show. Nick, please, by all means, come on the podcast. We love your work. We think you do a great job, but you got to admit some beaver bias creeps in there. And this is the title (laughs) This is the headline of his article about the game. Oregon drills 15 three-pointers, whips Oregon State's 80-67 to to repeat as Pac-12 men's basketball champions. I wouldn't say it's a whipping. Am I going crazy? Is that Beaver bias? Did I overstep? Oregon shoots Beavers out of gym. Something shoots lights out. Right. Whips implies something that we resent because we've taken plenty of whippings from that. Not many lately. And I don't appreciate the implication exactly and yeah not many lately um for those in the know in the last 10 matchups with the ducks we're five and five so we're 500 so don't let these duck fans get in your head and say that they always beat us or that's an uneven it's literally a 50 50 rivalry right now let's even go a little bit more recent in the past eight we're five and three if yeah exactly and and why not since we're going recent why not go way way back in the past and say look Oregon State holds a 191 to 165 all-time advantage in the series against the Ducks. God, that is really evened out <laughs> over the <laughs> 10 years or so. We're more like 15, but uh, yeah, it was it was much bigger. Um, I did run across this interesting stat. This was uh, this was from Oregon State's website. 
So Oregon State has 191 wins against the Ducks. That is second most all time in the NCAA history for one team uh, for victories against a single team. What do you think is the number one? I, I is it Oregon State over Washington State? <laughs> I wish it's Kansas over Kansas State. Oh, fantastic! So that's like I thought that's pretty good. So anytime a U of O fan tries to kind of big brother a duck or a, an Oregon State basketball fan, just say, "Look, the can't we're Kansas to your Kansas State." Like, let's be honest. That's that's what the numbers say. We're Kansas, your Kansas State. We had Fog Allen, Slats, Gill. Those are those are men of the same ilk. <laughs> Armory slats gill. Definitely. Um, just one last me- thing from the game, just a little piece of Oregon State history. Stevie Thompson officially tied Gary Payton for most career starts at Oregon State with 120. So uh, that means he will set the new all-time record. He will become the mo- have the most starts in history when we play UCLA on uh, Thursday. Congratulations to Ethan. Yeah, um, he, he's got so many stats in common with Gary Payton at this point. It's almost <laughs> frustrating. The Thompson years. <laughs> the Thompson years. Hey, we'll change it for one episode to the Thompson years if he can lead us on a, on a run through the Pac-12 tourney. I'm down for that. Yeah, that's a promise. Um, anything else you want, you want to talk about from the game? No, I, I want to put that game to rest. The ultimate takeaway after all the frustration is that I do think if the Beavers get them in the semifinals and, and there's a good chance it happens, that they can beat that team. Definitely. Not if they're going to hit 15 threes, but we yeah. can expect that, that number to go down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine they shoot 65% twice. Because, again, it wasn't not to stay on the game, but it wasn't like they were wide open threes. They were contested. It was, I don't know, it just didn't matter. Um. I'm glad that was a good segue you had. So Oregon State, our next game, we have a first round bye because we officially locked up the fifth seed for the Pac-12 tournament um, because Arizona self-banned, so they're not playing. So they were the original fifth seed. They're out. And we were tied with Stanford. And we actually – do you know what the official tiebreaker is between us and Stanford? Because I do, but I just – I think it's kind of funny. Do you know what it is? Is it that we were able to beat Oregon and they weren't? Yeah, exactly. If the tiebreaker, since we both tied the series, it was who had a better record against the Ducks. Which is so, why why the Ducks? I don't quite understand why it comes down to them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But that was their first place. I think I have I have no idea. I do not know why it was the Ducks, but that was the tiebreaker. Was who had the better record against the Ducks? Um, so we'll we, take. yeah, we'll take. It. We sealed up the fifth place game. That means we have the. Really important buy that you want, unless it was last year when U of O won the Pac-12 tournament without a buy, right? Or someone won, someone got far without a buy. The, yeah, well, the the nineteen one, the last one they completed. Yeah, the Ducks without a buy, right? Four game run. The Beavers would have, of course, in twenty twenty. <laughs> we all know that following that win over Utah, but it was terrible. So Oregon State will take on UCLA, who is the four seed, on 2.30 on Thursday on the Pac-12 network. Um, make sure you check that game out. Any predictions or anything you want to look for in that game? UCLA's on a little bit of a fade, are they not? It's tough to say because they played USC really well in their last game, but USC hit kind of a crazy buzzer beater three in the corner um, to win. They are on a little bit of, of a fade, but again, some of those losses against USC and the Bucks, you know, those are – understandable it's not like they've been just getting destroyed by cal yeah they, they've had a backloaded schedule a bit it's a really really good team what i i will say though that i think worth will wreak havoc um 
It's going to be a double-double type game for him where he blocks a few shots. I think that those handful of easy baskets are going to be there for Silva to get against this team, especially if Cody Riley can get into foul trouble. And, of course, the Beavers are going to figure out a way to do it. This is the promise season. They're still looking to punch that NIT, if not the big dance ticket. And and a win here, I think, does that. That's right. And in earnest, we can't ride out the NCAA tournament yet because we have the bye. All we really need is three games. We just need to win three games in a row to get to the NCAA tournament. We were just on a three-game win streak. We've done it. We've made plenty of history before, and I think this group is, is going to do some more. Definitely. So, and on note of the promise season. So if we beat the UCLA, if we beat the Bruins on Thursday, we'll take the winner of the Ducks versus uh, Arizona State slash Washington State. Um, I'm going to guess Washington State's going to win that because Arizona State just got destroyed by Utah. Um, I think they've really just kind of given up on the season. Can we, can we talk about that for like 60 seconds? How funny was that? Yeah, Arizona State lost, um, what was it, 98 to... Uh, 59, I have it for you. It's 90-59 yeah. was the final there. Yeah, just... And that was to Utah. A Utah team that, as Oregon State fans know, is... They're not that good. <laughs> like, I don't know oh. what Tom has to say. They're not that good. I think... Was that the first game they won without uh, their starting point guard? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Bobby Hurley really did just kind of yell and scream until he gave up and sat there and, like, refused to call a timeout. <laughs> Holland Woods was the only one with any self-respect, and he kind of, like, took the chance to score a bunch because they quit passing to each other. Right. Sorry, probably enough, but it, it was fantastic if you missed it. No, it was it was good, and um, I just want to shout out Holland Woods. Shout out to Boo Boo. I'm sorry – I guess he still has one more year, right? Because the season doesn't count, so we can play again, which is good, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I it just pains me, and we haven't talked about this angle of our hatred for Arizona State enough, that they took one of my favorite college basketball players in recent memory and are just wasting him there, making They're him really, pass to Remy and, and Jalen House. They are. like I, We cannot stress this enough. This isn't a Portland State Vikings podcast, but for – Another 30 seconds, it might as well be, because Boo Boo was the truth. He was so fun. He can shoot from anywhere. He can score from anywhere. And, yeah, Bobby Hurley is completely wasting him, turning him into, like, an off-the-bench, like, what, pass-first point guard? Like, that's not his game. What are you doing? He's just taken all the fun out of it, and he's the only dude on the team, practically, that doesn't act like a total douche the whole game. Mm -mm. No, a lot of love for Holland Woods. That guy's great. Um, okay, well, up next, we've got an interview uh, with Ashton, so we'll get right to that. Hold on one second. All right, we're here with Ashton uh, Batuso, mm -hmm. all-around podcast extraordinaire, Oregon State super fan, general basketball insider. So excited to have her on the podcast. Ashton, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk some beeves. Nobody talks enough beeves. We're one. We're some of the few people that do it. Like Andy and I like to point out that we have the only podcast dedicated solely to Oregon State basketball. But it's not like there's a ton of them covering the football team. I think you I know claim is the only one covering Oregon State football as well. I know. We yeah. I mean, similar thing. We were like, I feel like people aren't doing this. You know, there's Beaver Blitz or whatever, but. Um... Yeah, it's people should be talking about the beeves more. Yeah. 
Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's the damn time uh, podcast for those of you who aren't aware. Do you want to maybe just give us a little uh, history? Like, how did that podcast come into existence? Is it like me and Sam's podcast where we were just so desperate to talk about Oregon State sports that we had to do it? Or what kind of led you to it? Let's see. So it's with, so it's about damn time. It's with Alex okay. Crawford yeah. and it's with um, Howard Kroom. And we all three were at Oregon State. We overlapped each other. Um, Howard played football. Alex covered the team and I worked uh, in the film room for the team. And I was doing highlight videos and stuff for them. Um, so we all kind of come at it with a different angle from a different angle. Um, the, the actual like inception of that podcast, I'm like trying to remember. It, it wasn't that long ago because <laughs> it's fo football season. But um, I think Alex probably approached us and was like, I think Alex, because Alex and Howard do some media stuff together in SoCal. And so I think they were like, oh, we should get Ashton on this or something. Um, and so, you know, we've all just enjoyed um, talking beeves and there's not enough content out there uh, about the beeves. As you guys know, you're, at your claim to fame is the only uh, Beavs basketball podcast. Um, so that's kind of why we started that. And it, it was really fun. We were supposed to do an episode this month too, but I think we just all got too busy. So we'll probably do an episode next month just to check in on stuff. And yeah. Um, do you feel like the fans are really into it? Like me and Sam talk about how we don't have a lot of fans, but we feel like the people who like it are really like it. Is that like yeah. with you guys or what do you think? Yeah. I think that's generally like the Beeb's way too. It's like, <laughs> there's not a lot of them, but like they, they do really care and they care about like every sport doesn't matter what it is. They'll like show up. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, definitely was the case for us as well. If you make like a passing comment about how Albany isn't cool, you're gonna hear about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do not talk shit about Sweet Home or Lebanon or Albany or <laughs> don't risk it. Kaiser Salem even don't even like and, and I just want to add on that, you know, I drove to, I was actually in Corvallis this weekend. I drove through Willamette Valley and that's, that's God's country. I would never, <laughs> beautiful out there. Gorgeous. <laughs> um, so Ashton, we, me and Sam follow the women's team, but we only talk about uh, the men's program normally, but we have you on here. We know you uh, are really uh, into the women's basketball program. You're a big fan of them mm -hmm. uh, like us. They've had such an amazing kind of run to the end of the season. And now we're kind of in this limbo period where we've got to wait for the NCAA tournament. I just kind of wanted to pick your brain or get your thoughts. What, how's this, this has been such an up and down season, at least from my perspective for them. Like, yeah. what do you think? What's been going on in your mind as a fan? Um, well, the, the back end of the season was so much fun. I mean, right. Talia von Olhoffen was just like, like, <laughs> legend oh my god she's like crazy and she's just not afraid of anything like she that's what's most impressive i think about her but she obviously like really turned the season around it was like it was kind of dark there and it was sad because things haven't been dark for us in that department in such a long time but uh god we came back and we beat the ducks twice in the last week or something right it's um I wonder what she was like in high school. Like, it blows my mind that I'm like, God, you're 17. Like, what were you doing to high school kids if this is how you're playing in the Pac-12? I know. It's so weird to think about. Um, I was looking oh, – dang it, I wish I could remember his name. Um, I was curious, like, what her story was. So the other day I looked it up, and I think her dad – uh, was a maybe a defensive end for the Steelers or something. Um, and I, I want to say his name was Kimo, Kimo Von Olenhofen. Um, yeah. 
he is the claim to fame is tearing Carson Palmer's knee up in a playoff. See, I didn't know that was him. I had no idea. I like had I just found all this out like a week and a half ago. Um, and I was like, oh my God, what? Um, but yeah, what a claim to fame to oh, my dog's opening the door and making noise. Um yeah, so anyways, I don't even really know how I was going with that. But uh she's she's crazy. She's fearless. And I, I think um unfortunately we played like, you know, one of the best teams in the nation yeah. in the Pac Twelve Championship or Pac yeah, Pac Twelve Tournament Championship game. And um semifinal. I, I, maybe I have it wrong in my head. Oh yeah, it was a semifinal. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. They did win two. They played games. Yeah, they didn't have the normal buy, so it's throwing us all yep, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I think Talia wasn't quite uh, firing on all cylinders in that game. And I think that kind of was the difference maker actually. Yeah. Well, me and Sam were talking about it too. It's just like, it seems like in women's college mm -hmm. basketball, there's like two or three teams like UConn yeah. and Stanford Baylor that are like essentially WNBA all-star teams. Yeah. And then everyone else is like kind of like a more a traditional college team. <laughs> they have like good players. And then it's just like those teams is just wave after I wave. Know. It's almost a different species. I'm like, where do you find these girls? I know. It's really crazy. It's it's I I don't know how they do it and how they maintain it. And I right. I feel like every sport should be like every you know, men's and women's every sport should be like looking to like Yukon as the blueprint of like what is how are they how have they pulled this off for such a long time recruiting wise? Like how is this happening? But I know. I don't know how they convinced because I know that those girls who are like role players on their teams would be like superstars. <laughs> like, yeah. any other college. like, how do you trick these girls into being like passing to somebody else for four years? Like, what? I know. Yeah. Who, who knows? Gino Ariema doesn't seem like someone I would want to hang out with, but <laughs> I have a daughter. I know. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's perplexing, certainly. He's got kind of like a, 80s uh college basketball coach vibe where he's still kind of like i'm like are you an italian mobster you got like <laughs> yeah. the back hair i don't know yeah. like, he's by thread it seems like oh sorry sam i didn't mean to cut you off um do you think what do you think the odds are for the ncaa tournament because to me they played so well down the stretch and won like what eight of the last nine that's clear they're on fire but like sam and me were talking before you got on we just don't know if they've played enough games do you we don't we're not super tapped into the scene like what's the what's the vibe uh, around the tournament do we think we're getting in yes okay. um i i want to say a 10 seed was the latest. Um, I saw nine. So yeah, right. Oh, around. oh, that's right. After we beat Oregon, I think it maybe moved up to nine, but um, I don't know what the Stanford loss does, if anything, but um, I mean, yeah, it's really hard. It's like um, a couple years ago, we had like one of my favorite teams of all time um, with Sydney Weiss, Jamie Weisner, Ruth Hamblin. Like that was such yeah. a fun team. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like, that team was like, unstoppable and i think you know one year maybe we we made it to the final four um and i think we got crushed by uconn if i remember correctly yeah, yeah. um yeah. and so like that's kind of gonna be the ceiling in women's basketball like we're talking about <laughs> yeah. um how long I, can you play uconn <laughs> yeah how long can you delay the uconn game so and and that and all that's to say this team probably isn't to that quite up to that level so you know I, I don't know that it's a final four situation but I do think this team 
could shock people certainly like obviously they've got that that kind of it factor in terms of like upsets and and kind of just going off they can yeah. they can manage that so it could be it could be a cool little run they make i don't know i'm glad you brought up sydney weiss because in my mind she's the best ball handler oregon state has had men or women's in like 10 years she yeah saying how good she is she's like a Kyrie out there <laughs> it's like i know uh, watching her play <laughs> i love sydney we uh flagrant um did a feature on her it kind of morphed into a feature on several players but um she was kind of like our our main um storyline in our first issue and she was you know really sweet and wanted to help and was always every time ended every text with go beeves you know like. <laughs> the thing i loved about sydney weiss was that i could you could so easily picture her looking exactly the same in like a seventh grade aau game they'll <laughs> <laughs> just give girls the business uh-huh. <laughs> headband and all same nike headband upside down sometimes <laughs> yeah she's uh, such a legend a true baller i like i mean i am a really big fan too we were talking before you got out of Aaliyah goodman um mm-hmm. been really i didn't realize she was a senior i guess time just kind of flies i know she's been around forever but mm-hmm. what's what's her kind of vibe for uh, is there a stephen thompson situation where we're really hoping for some sort of all conference reward, but the Beaver bias is fighting it at every turn. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I um, she's she's kind of a toughie too because like she, I think she's just a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. Um, so it's it's and and she's also like she's definitely like a leader on the team, but it feels like she's not quite up to you know like someone like Sydney Weiss or Jamie Wisner where they can like kind of take that role on fully and like develop the team and make everyone around them better. And, um, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily her team. Yeah. Which is interesting because I mean, it was the first half of the season, but you know, we didn't do the best. I want the best for Aaliyah. Of course. <laughs> on Olhoffen's allegiance and plus the Beaver vice, there's just too much going against her. They like, yeah. played less games, literally most teams in the conference which yeah news yeah true too answer um yeah do you have uh, any other any th- any other thoughts any other feelings uh concerns you want to get across for the women's basketball team out to our listeners mm, i i just you know if you ever talk beeves just please mention talia's name because i'm gonna like try to campaign for her to like we should be pushing her the way that Oregon pushed Sabrina. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just see like I don't want to jinx her. I feel like I'm jinxing her. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Sabrina. I didn't want to say it first, but there is that potential, especially with her coming in early. She should be in high school mm-hmm. now. I know. And the Beavers are just so much cooler than the Ducks. It would be. I know. So much cooler. A better choice. I know. So I, I hope that we kind of we kind of do some kind of marketing around her a little bit more, you know, like I, I love the ideation crew at, at Oregon state too. So I know that they've, they're always pushing for us, but I, I really hope there's a lot of content um, created around her during this tournament, at least. Yeah, for real. Um, what have you thought of the men's team this year? Has it been, how have you been liking watching the promised season as we've been referring to it? It's not quite a, our prom seasons are a little bit lower than the women's promised <laughs> seasons. Yeah. But 
I don't know. What do you, what have you been thinking? It was a tough loss to the Bucks the other day, but that was brutal. Um, I don't know. I just I I feel bad because <laughs> I don't ever want to talk bad about our coaches or our players, but it's just and and you know like we don't expect to win the Pac-12. There's not high expectations, but like. Man, it, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like hesitant because I, I don't want to come off like a bitch. No, but... let's all preface this that Ashton, <laughs> like me and Sam, is a true orange and black in the blood Beaver fan. Anything yeah. we say on here comes from a place of extreme love. So yes. extreme that too extreme. <laughs> too extreme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It cannot be considered a detrimental because it comes from a place of concern and love, like a family member. This yes. Is angry beeves hating. This is a face. With oh, God. Yeah. Angry beeves. That's like exactly the person I never want to <laughs> come off as, angry beeves. Um, but so the Tinkle family, I think, has been a really nice addition to Beaver Nation. But I also think that I'm a little bit. I just, I, I want more for us. I want better recruiting for us. I don't know what the, the kind of holdup there is. Um, but it did, it certainly felt like when we first hired Wayne Tinkle that like, wow, this is maybe he, he could really be like an underrated, like, you know, smaller school guy that really comes and makes a difference here. And it feels like it hasn't quite been that. And it feels like there's just, I mean, all of our players are coaches' sons. <laughs> like every single person on the roster is a coach's son. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it really has become a family affair. <laughs> yeah, I know, which, you know, has advantages and, and disadvantages, but I just, uh, it's not totally cutting it. And and like, you know, what what are we uh what did we end? Fifth or sixth? We ended so it's kind of convoluted. Fifth. Yeah, fifth. We got fifth, but only because okay. Arizona self-banned. So technically Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we yeah. tied for fifth, but we have the tiebreaker over Stanford. It's not a clean fifth place, but we are claiming yeah. fifth. It's, it's, that's when I start to feel bad because I'm like, <laughs> okay, fifth, like we should be down for that like think of how many times it was 11 or 12 like every right. single year like, so i don't want to be bitchy about it but like god it's just <laughs> it the way the way that we play let's let's put it this way it doesn't feel like watching us doesn't feel like fifth necessarily it feels like it's always stressful it's like and we just like we just don't hit shots <laughs> <laughs> Just like perimeter shooting, I just like can't even like watch it. It's so I mean, you know, sometimes we do, but no, Ashton, I think you're <laughs> this is the most honest beaver talk we've got. Me and Sam really are in our own delusion. So we gotta I get know. you back up more often to speak for Beaver Nation. I feel like you're saying what everyone yells at their headphones when they listen to us. I know, and 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 I don't necessarily wanna be like that, you know, like I wanna be optimistic we all because... like to point out that we're 14th in the nation and assist to turnover ratio <laughs> yeah. three-point shooting defense we'll probably lower than that after last night Definitely. i know that doesn't move the needle to, right. to reference a neil olshay thing you need to right. make shots 
and things that the Beavers don't do with any level of consistency to get people excited. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I think a fifth place finish sixth <laughs> is actually like pretty good. And I should be excited about that, but it just doesn't feel like when I watch us play, I don't feel excited at like, Oh, you know, we're sixth now, but next year, like, okay. With football, you can be like, you know, we see some, some nice um, progress definitely, and, and be optimistic about next year. I'm not sure we can necessarily do that right now <laughs> for basketball, for men's basketball. Yeah. I think Wayne at the start of the year, me and Sam were uh, pretty cold on Wayne. I think mm -hmm. for, at least for me, he's bought himself a little bit of time. I'm not talking like another contract extension, but earlier in this year, I mean, on pure orange, you had like 50 year olds being like, we got to buy him out. Like he's got, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think he's at least earned next year to finish out his contract and see mm -hmm. it's sustained. Like you're saying, cause I'm, I, I've, like I said, I live in a delusion. Um, yeah. I've fallen for this team completely. <laughs> and I'm in my mind, I'm like, yeah, one seed is up for grabs next year. Maybe, maybe more teams self ban. We don't know what happens, but we're right in that place. But I could easily also see it going the complete opposite and really falling apart. So, but also yeah, are clearly going to be all American. Xavier Malone, he and Deshaun Davis are <laughs> NBA prospects. I'm gonna get my lottery pick tag for them. <laughs> that's a given. And once that, once people realize that, yeah, that's where I'm at with Wayne is that he, I do love that he has embraced the transfer. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's starting um, to feel it. Yeah, it's a, it's been a while. It feels like that should have happened a while ago. He's a big man, Ashton. It takes him a long time to pivot. He's eight feet tall. Yeah. Can't do anything fast. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do anything. That's I know. That's there's, so there's also like a part of me that, and I don't really say this out loud, but a part of me that just really wants Damon Stoudemire to come wow. coach the beat. That would be, so, be he was supposed to go there originally too, and God, I I know it was so close. I am um, Jimmy Anderson lost in the loot. Yeah, he had a personal kind of issue, I think, with one of the players on the team. I can't remember. I was talking. I used to work oh, with interesting. Uh, what was his name? Charles uh, McKinney, who was the point guard on that team, and he's like a Wilson High School legend. And he was. I asked him one day, like, "What's the deal?" Because he because he had been like personally, he went to Wilson with Dan with uh, Damon, and he'd been really trying to bring him in. And mm -hmm. I can't remember who it was, but there's someone on the team that like Damon and him just like didn't get along. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm out." <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, uh, it could have been a real different life for us. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, think uh, where we're right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be such a cool jersey to get from the the oh, bookstore. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of. I don't talk a lot about that because I don't want. I'm not like in the fire tinkle category necessarily. Yeah, exactly. But God, can you imagine? That'd be so cool. We need Mighty Mouse leading the beeves. Yeah, so I'm I'm like subtly trying to start a silent campaign for that. <laughs> uh, Perfect so podcast to get a silent campaign out because no <laughs> one will no one will talk about it. <laughs> right, we'll get the same reactions that we get from the same people that always comment. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, fine. Yeah, um, Sam, do you have anything else for uh, Ashton? No, I uh, I am. A new fan of the flagrant files. Um, I just listened to the first episode. Do you want to tell uh, the Peyton heads a little bit about it? Yes. Um, oh, speaking of the Peyton heads, there's an interesting, this is nothing to do with what I was just going to talk about, but I 
need to say it before I forget it because I have ADHD. <laughs> so there was a cool um, article written by my friend Kelsey who she covers the G League. And so she wrote an article uh, on Gary Payton too, where she interviewed him and it was about him and his dad. So that's on basketballnews.com. Everyone should go read it. Oh, um, not related at all to whatever I was. Oh, flagrant files. Okay. <laughs> flagrant files is a flagrant podcast, which flagrants, a it's a mag, a print magazine, all inclusive print magazine that garners a community founded in a collective love of basketball. And um, so I'm the founder of that. We, we try to tell the untold stories around basketball that, um, shed light on everyone who loves the game from fans to pros. So we have a podcast now and it's sort of a true crime conspiracy x files type fake parody podcast that follows NBA conspiracies. So the first episode, for instance, um, delves into whether the Morris brothers um, switch places or have switched places. Um, and so the second episode uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say what the second episode is um so i won't but <laughs> the second episode will be out next week on wednesday okay huge recommendation check it all out um is there any other place people can catch your work i know you've got uh hand in kind of like a lot of different things is there anything else you want our listeners to check out um definitely just check out at flagrant mag on instagram and twitter um and really that's it Okay, awesome. Ashton, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You, this is a safe spot. <laughs> where you can do whatever you want. You're welcome on here. This and is where I can come to like air all my, the things I'm too afraid to just like tweet about. Yeah, I'll, exactly. Like, for some reason, it's safer to say it out loud on a podcast somehow. When you have our uh, it definitely is. <laughs> right. We're a legend. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. This was really fun. No worries. Thanks. Bye. All right. Big shout out to Ashton for coming on the show. That was great. Super fun interview. Loved talking to her. A kindred spirit. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So a salute to her. Uh, yeah. That was double for her to join us. Yeah. That was great. Um, okay. Let's do a little bit of shout outs, closeouts on our way out. Sammy, have any shout outs? Um. He's been shouted out before. I want to shout out Lee. Uh, Lee promised to do something if Silva balled out, which is an arbitrary term. And I will say 10.5 of six from the field. Uh, kind of chancy. I, I will let him off the hook. But um, he, yeah, we all, Lee knows how close he came to uh, putting himself in a lot of physical pain. I will say <laughs> only that. And uh, we'll see if he has the confidence to, to call out Roman Silva again. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Lee, friend of the podcast, a great reviewer. Um, all right. I had a shout out again. I know I did this last week, but I want to shout out Mr. Ken Palm because I'm starting to think he listens to the podcast and he doesn't like it. <laughs> sure. because last week, Oregon state, uh, well, last podcast we did not even last week, last Thursday, Oregon state was 96 in the country. Utah was 84. So after this weekend, and granted, I know we lost, but like we talked about, if you watch the games, Mr. Ken Palm, you know it wasn't the whipping that Nick Daschle is throwing around. Oregon State's current uh, standing is 101 in the country. So we fell five places. But here's where Ken Palm, here's how I know Ken Palm's listening to the podcast and know he doesn't like it. 
So last week, Utah was 84. This week, they're 75. That is valuing a win over Arizona State comically, like comically overvaluing it's funny that be- team. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Ken Palm nerd, although at this point in the year, I I, I am. But it's hu- a Ken Palm jump of nine spots is huge. Like, he does not willy-nilly move people around like that. So for him to jump them nine spots, I know they blew Arizona State out, but I feel like it's because we called him out and talked about how bad they were, and he's digging in his heels. Well, and again, if you watched that game, Arizona State was a disaster from they start quit. to finish. They quit. They and quit. if you watched – the duck game yesterday, you know that was not the case. And maybe I'm starting to think that, that Ken Palm is basing his rankings off of Nick Daschle headlines rather than the cold, hard basketball evidence, <laughs> rather than the 40 minutes out there. Oh, my God. Get it together, Ken. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to pay this outlandish uh, subscriber fee if you keep phoning in the the top 200 teams in the country, okay? I know you're putting a lot of work into that, those top 70, but you need to start covering the back end. Absolutely. There's a lot on the line for these teams that are in the 85 to 108 range. <laughs> exactly where we find ourselves. Now, let me ask you, Andy, and I know we're going a little bit long, but this is important. Um, they're going to continue to update those through the conclusion of every conference tournament, correct? Yeah, yeah we have okay. a chance so to move on. No, we're not. These aren't the definitive Ken Palm rankings. We've still got a little bit of time left. Does uh, we have a lot on the line? There's some other podcasts that are. I am anxious to to let know. <laughs> Even yeah. crack double digits. Definitely. Um, okay. Well, that's all I had. Um, thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to Ashton again for being on the podcast. Uh, and as always, fuck the ducks. Fuck the ducks. <laughs>